Hi, and welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach, author of Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner, and Food Truck 201. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The book is broken into several sections. A couple of them are very lengthy. So instead of us doing one section a week, we'll have to do a couple of them over the course of a couple of weeks. If everything works the way that I think it will, We'll start uh, that first Monday after Labor Day, and we should finish the first Monday in December. And the only other Monday we would take off would be Halloween, because that's on the 31st this year, and that happens to be a Monday. It starts with just an introduction, trying to get everyone to understand why I wrote this particular book, because its goal is totally different than 101. 101, I wanted you guys to be able to open a profitable business. 201 is assuming that you have been open at least a little while and have a lot of the basics out of the way. So we're going to work on turning you into a business because right now, most people have started uh, really their own job. They've created their own job and that's good for a while, but it does get old because you can't continue to work, you know, six days a week, 14, 16 hours a day. You just, you can't. But if you are able to hire people and create a business that kind of runs itself and all you do is follow up and are the leader of the business, then your life quality just shoots through the roof because you got income coming in. you got a business that you can rely on to support you and your family. And then you actually have time to enjoy <laughs> your family and a little bit of money to, to do things with them. So that's what this book's about. I talk about the commitments that you would need to be able to transition from, again, a self-created job to a business. And and those commitments are actually pretty big. Now, I'll I'll give you a little hint on those or a little tease. The commitments are you have to agree that you're going to change and your business has to change because you cannot operate two food trucks, which doubles your potential income, the same way you operate one because you can't be two places at once. Your method of leadership has to change. The tasks that you do for the two food trucks have to change. So you have to be committed to that change and you have to accept it. A lot of people don't like change. I even have a quote in the book. One of the people I trained a long, long time ago used to say, and it would drive me crazy, that the only people that like change are babies. Because that was his way of complaining when I would rearrange something or, or try to streamline some process in our restaurant. You know, the only people like change are babies. Well, quit being a baby and accept this change because your job depends on it. The second thing you got to commit to is you have to develop a business culture. And a lot of people don't understand what that is. The business culture is the personality of the business. You ever walk into a place and you're looking to get a new job and it just doesn't feel right? That's the culture. That's the personality of the business. You just don't want to work there. Once you got involved in it and started talking to people, it's like, nope, this is not for me. The guests that come to your business are the exact same way. That's why they come back again and again, because there's some part of your business personality and culture that makes them want to come back, whether it's the good food or the good service or some combination of those things. It makes them want to come back. 
in order for you to develop your business and be able to have multiple trucks, that personality has to go across all of those trucks. So when somebody like me eats at your truck on Monday and then next week I ate at a different truck in a different location, I should still get the same food, the same service and the same feel from that truck. So you have to understand what your culture is and develop it and actively develop it. So it's a good culture, not a bad one. You have to understand if you're going to expand your business, you're going to be investing time and money. And it's a different time and a different money because the money you're investing should be being generated by the first truck. So it's not like it's coming out of your uh, savings account and, and the struggles that we all had to get that first business open. But then you also got to invest time and the time you're going to invest is going to be different. It's not going to the store and, and picking out new equipment to put in the trailer and going to a builder and saying, here, builder, build this for me. You may be doing those tasks, but the time is going to be more involved in you becoming a leader, you becoming someone that can handle the responsibility of two fully operational food trucks at the same time. It changes what you have to do. So you have to understand how to invest your time wisely. Otherwise, you will work yourself to death and hate having a second truck. And then you got to learn to be decisive. To make a decision means you cut off from every other possibility. So you have to be decisive. I will do this. And there's no other course of action. You continue to work that direction. You have decided you are going to do this. And you'll be doing that type of process all the way through the second truck, the third truck, the fourth truck. You have to be decisive. No business is successful when it has a leader that is going, well, what do we do? just doesn't work. So that's what the book's going to be about. And then I break it down into the foundation. So make sure you have a solid foundation operationally for the one food truck before you ever think about opening the second one. Then we talk about how to develop you as a leader. We talk about how to develop the truck as a self-sufficient, and I'm not talking about, so it doesn't need a commissary. I'm talking about, so it can be self-sufficient unto itself. It generates its own cash flow. It doesn't need you to be there operating and cooking or cleaning or cashiering or whatever your particular task is. The truck operates without you. We've got to get it to that point where it operates without you and hopefully operates better because you're not in the way. I always used to tell my staff, and they most of the time would pull this off, is the stores would operate better when I wasn't there. Because when the boss is there, when the big boss is there, People get nervous and they, they try to do things. They try to remember what's the procedure? How am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to say it? And they lose focus on what the most important thing is. Getting the food out to the guests in a timely manner and the food being the way it's supposed to be made. So when, when I would be on the, the trucks or I would be in the restaurants, they would be nervous. They would be worried. What's Bill going to say? He's going to see that I'm not doing this right. But when I'm not there, they just relax and they do it the way they've been taught. So you got to have those standards in place so that people can do the job the way you want it to be done. And we go through each of those things you got to do. You have to have standards. You have to have policies because a standard and a policy are two different things. A standard is a measurement. You know, this sandwich will weigh this amount of, of meat. This sandwich, this bun will be this big around. There will be this much something on as a condiment. Standards are measurements. Policies are predetermined outcomes. A policy would be if you're late, five minutes, you're going to get a write-up or get suspended or, or whatever that predetermined outcome is. But the policy sets that up. Policies don't have to be bad things. They can also be good things. You can have a bonus policy. If you achieve a 25% food cost, I will give you, you know, 2% of the profit. If you achieve 
a drawer that's a plus or minus $1 or less. I will give you a free meal. I will do something for you. So a policy doesn't have to be a, a preventative measure. It can also be an incentive measure. So we'll talk about policies. We'll talk about procedures because the procedures take those standards and turn it into, okay, the first thing you do is take the crown and you toast it. Then you take the crown and put mayonnaise on it. The mayonnaise should cover the entirety of the crown. Then you put the lettuce and you put the tomato. Then you put the pickles and onions, ketchup and mustard on the, the heel of the bun. And you put the meat on it and put the cheese on it and you wrap it. Those are procedures that tell somebody how to do it so they can do it the exact same way every single time. And then when you come and visit the truck to make sure they're doing the job, you can just walk around and look and go, yep, they've got everything in the right order. Look, they're making the sandwich the way I taught them to. That's awesome. Congratulations on a good job. That's what procedures are. Then you got to have the systems. The systems, think of them as checklists, but they also explain how to do things step by step. So they take the procedures and then break it into, okay, the first thing you do when you wrap a sandwich is pull the wrap. You know, obviously, you got to have the wrap down where you're going to do something with it. Uh, at Burger King, we used to have to mark the wraps, what was special about the sandwich and then what the hold time was if it wasn't a special sandwich. So you pull the wrap, you mark the wrap, and then you're putting the, the assembly of the different products on it. Then a system would be you being able to, to check it off. Yes, this person's doing this right. Yes, this person's doing this right. You have a checklist to open. You have a checklist to close. You have uh, systems in place on how the prep is to be done, but not only how, but how much. You take away as much of the mathematical guesswork that you've been spending the last year on your food truck doing. You're going to teach it to somebody else with a system. Okay, if we're going to do $2,000, you will have to patty up 1,500 patties of meat or 1,000 patties of meat. You will have to have available two pickle buckets worth of lettuce. You'll have to do these number of things in order for us to hit these sales. So that's why I want people to already be open and operational so that we can really tweak their procedures to get it down to where it's the same thing day after day after day. Because when it becomes a routine on the prep side and the closing side, it becomes easier for you to be successful with your guests that are coming in throughout business. Because you know, at that point, there's no system in the world that's going to work because they're going to order things differently the way that you want to build it. They're going to want things done a little bit different. They're going to ask for special orders, and that's okay. That's in and of itself a system. We expect the guests to be a little bit contrary in how they order, but we know how to handle that because we've got a system in place. So if we can get the truck to do standards, policies, procedures, and systems, then I've got different lays out, layouts of how to accomplish that for the, the basics on a food truck so that you can get off of it. Can you imagine being able to step off a food truck and it still be open and operational and not need you there? And it can still generate the kind of sales that you are accustomed to. And then once we get you off the food truck, now we've got to get you into being a business person because now you're going to be sitting behind a desk, so to speak. You'll be on the trucks from time to time, but you'll be sitting behind that desk and you'll be doing things that move the business forward. It moves both trucks forward. It moves you towards getting a third truck, if that's what your goal is, or getting into a brick and mortar, as I know uh, some of the folks that are on the group tonight have talked to me about, getting into their own brick and mortar. And there's challenges at each step along the way, but they're all achievable. And that's what the last part of the book is about, is how to achieve you becoming the business, becoming a business leader, how to delegate which means you're letting somebody else take some responsibility for things. If we talk more about the systems as far as how they pertain to the business. Then we talk about a budget. There's two budgets you got to deal with. One's for each individual, individual truck because they each will have their own unique budget. And then there has to be one for the company. What's its budget? And how are you going to be spending money? And then we talk about the thing that no one talks about. I have yet to see a book that goes into this kind of detail and talks about 
key performance indicators, KPIs. Every restaurant system out there spends Monday morning talking to their boss about how the restaurant performed the week before. So if you want to get the worst possible service, go into a restaurant on Monday morning because the manager is in the office talking to their boss, trying to explain what happened the week before. And they're talking about not only the sales, but they're talking about the details of the sales. And they break it down into what was your drive-through sales? What was your frontline sales? What was breakfast? What was lunch? What was dinner? What was snack? What was late night? They're talking about speed of service. What was speed of service at breakfast and at lunch and at dinner? Because each of those actually have a different speed of service. Dinner tends to be bigger orders. You need more time to get the orders out. They're talking about all those details. What's the food cost? What's the paper cost? What's your labor cost? They'll talk about controllables. And a controllable cost is you know, things like propane and gasoline and, and that kind of thing. So they're looking at each one of those individual costs and they're talking about them. We have never in any of the meetings I've been to talked about overhead because overhead's a lump number. Here you go, overhead. And I hate seeing that on our group because it's in specific. It does not help you learn anything. Overhead is broken down into several different categories, and that's what you got to talk about. What is your propane cost? What is your gasoline cost? How much is your insurance? How much are you paying for commissary? How much are you paying for rent? How much are you paying for debt service? All of those things are overhead, but I won't talk about them as overhead. I'll talk about it as individuals. And that's what I talk about in this section of the book, the KPIs, the things that get you to understand your business. And then I put a little section on action, what you've got to do. Reading the book's great, but if you don't do anything about it, don't even bother buying the book. If you're not going to act on what you've been taught, don't waste your time. Go fishing, go to a park. You can have a lot more fun than sitting and reading this book if you're not going to act on it. But if you're going to act on it, you'll have a whole lot more time to go to the park and you have a whole lot more money to go to Disney World and you have a lot more time to take a cruise if you wanted. But the steps are there. My wife's going, hurry up, you're talking too much, which I do. But can you tell I'm passionate about this? I want to see you guys be so successful. Then the last part of the book, and this will be something we won't go over in the book club because it's examples. I have a full operations manual. I have a full policy and procedure section. Then I've also got what's what amounts to an inspection sheet for you to go inspect your truck or your trailer and see exactly where you stand on all of these different areas. And then you'll know that, oh, I need some work to do before I even think about trying to get off this truck. I'm going to make this truck operate in a better fashion. Anyway, that's what the book's about. Thank you guys so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information useful to your business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. If you like being around like-minded, positive people, you will find no better place on Facebook than our group. It's called Food Truck Training. We've got a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels from just brand new starting beginners to decades old veterans. And again, thank you so much for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know I got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.